What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Maddie Pace coming at you live from the Maddie Mo Show, the host of the Most Mojo, kicking off episode 345, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, episode 345, and man, I am feeling oh so alive, you know what I'm saying? But if this is, however, your first time tuning into the Maddie Mo Show, thank you for lending me your ears and attention. Second off, hop into the iTunes podcast section, baby, where you can subscribe to the Maddie Mo Show and have every episode up there for free listening download. No, you can also hop on to MaddieMoShow.com where we got a going on with the latest and greatest for your daily entertainment. I got a lot of big things in the making, ladies and gentlemen, so make sure you subscribe, become a member, and most importantly, enjoy. Now, you can also catch me live on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, where you can also rate and review the show, hand, hand, wink, wink, Google Play Music, Spotify, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Breaker, CastBox, Stitcher, TuneIn, Podbean, YouTube, The Maddie Mo Show, IG and Twitter, at Maddie underscore Pace, and Facebook, at Maddie's Motivation. If you need a little kick in the pants, it's inspiration ladies and gentlemen but without any further ado it is my distinct honor and pleasure to deliver straight to you episode three four five entitled he came he came that's right ladies and gentlemen he came he came episode three four five i hope everyone is having a beautiful christmas i hope right now you are just feeling as much love and joy and happiness as i am and if you're not well maybe you need to just pick yourself up out of the dumps you know I'm saying. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to jump into it. Now, before I get into it, I just want to point out a special thank you to everybody for always showing me so much love and support. Right now, I'm recording this, you know, in my with my brand new fossil wash, my all white jeans, my Whitney Houston shirt, my fresh ass Yeezy Adidas, you know, those those bangers, those those little 350 jump offs. If you know Yeezy, then you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, well, you better get to know somebody. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, let's hop into it. And first off, like I said, I just like to wish everyone out there a very merry Christmas. Now, I hope your heart is as full as your stomach and that Santa was as good to all of you as he was to me. Now, being that it is Christmas Day, this will be the final time this year that I get to do what I do on all the holidays that have come and gone. And that is to deliver the facts and history behind the day that we all know, love, and get to enjoy. And tonight I'll be using Britannica.com for all this festive information. So feel free to hop on over there after this episode if something intrigues you. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into the episode now, shall we? Oh, and by the way, the Spanish mommy loved her rose gold Movado. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, back in to the episode. Christmas is a Christian festival celebrating the birth of Jesus. Now, the English term Christmas, meaning Mass on Christ's Day, is of fairly recent origin. The earlier term Yule may have derived from the Germanic Jolor, the Anglo-Saxon Giol, which referred to the Feast of the Winter Solstice. The corresponding terms in other languages, Navidad in Spanish, you know, Feliz Navidad, you know what I'm saying? Natal in Italian, Noel in French, all probably denote nativity. Now, the German word I don't even know if I'm saying that right. You know what I'm saying? My apologies for the Germans out there. But anyways, it denotes hallowed night. Now, since the early 20th century, Christmas has also been a family holiday observed by Christians and non-Christians alike, marked by an increasingly elaborate exchange of gifts. In this secular Christmas celebration, a character by the name of Santa Claus plays a pivotal role. And if you don't believe in Santa Claus, then you got something wrong with you, baby. Shout out to Saint Nick, baby. Always keep 
keeping me fresh to death, especially in these Yeezys, you know what I'm saying? Now for the origin and development of Christmas. The early Christian community distinguished between the identification of the date of Jesus' birth and the liturgical celebration of that event. The actual observance of the day of Jesus' birth was long in coming, in particular during the first two centuries of Christianity. There were strong opposition to recognizing birthdays of martyrs or, for that matter, of Jesus. Numerous church fathers offered sarcastic comments about the pagan custom of celebrating birthdays when, in fact, saints and martyrs should be honored on the days of their martyrdom, their true birthdays from the church's perspective. But, you know what I'm saying? That's church's perspective. You know what I mean? Shout out to Jesus. The precise origin of assigning December 25th as the birth date of Jesus is unclear. The New Testament provides no clues in this regard. December 25th was first identified as the date of Jesus' birth by Sextus Julius Africanus in 221 and later became the universally accepted date. Now, one widespread explanation of the origin of this date is that December 25th was the Christianizing of the Dies Solis Invinct in Nati, or the day of the birth of the unconquered sun, a popular holiday in the Roman Empire that celebrated the winter solstice as a symbol of the resurgence of the sun, the casting away of winter, and the heralding of the rebirth of spring and summer. Indeed, after December 25th had become widely accepted as the date of Jesus' birth, Christian writers frequently made the connection between the rebirth of the sun and the birth of the sun. Yes, one is S-U-N, the next is S-O-N. Now, one of the difficulties with this view is that it suggests a nonchalant willingness on the part of the Christian church to appropriate a pagan festival when the early church was so intent on distinguishing itself categorically from pagan beliefs and practices. A second view suggests that December 25th became the date of Jesus' birth by a priori reasoning that identified the spring equinox as the date of the creation of the world and the fourth day of creation, when the light was created as the day of Jesus' conception, i.e. March 25th. December 25th, nine months later, then became the date of Jesus' birth. For a long time, the celebration of Jesus' birth was observed in conjunction with his baptism, celebrated on January 6th. Now, Christmas became not became. Christmas began to be widely celebrated with a specific liturgy in the 9th century, but did not attain the liturgical importance of either Good Friday or Easter, the other two major Christian holidays. Now, Roman Catholic churches celebrate the first Christmas Mass at midnight, and Protestant churches have increasingly held Christmas candlelight services late on the evening of December 24th. A special service of lessons and carols intertwines Christmas carols with scriptures, readings, narrating salvation, history from the fall in the Garden of Eden to the coming of Christ. The service, inaugurated by E.W. Benson and adopted at the University of Cambridge, has become widely popular. Now, this is such a mouthful, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you are catching it, but if you're not, like I said, you could also hop onto the website and check them out. That's Botanica.com. Now, for the contemporary customs of Christmas in the West. None of the contemporary Christmas customs have their origin in theological or liturgical affirmations, and most are of fairly recent date. The Renaissance humanist Sebastian Brandt recorded in Das Narrenschiff 1494, The Ship of Fools, the custom of placing branches of fire trees in houses. Even though there is some uncertainty about the precise date and origin of the tradition of the Christmas tree, it appears that fire trees decorated with apples were first known in Stratusburg 
in 1605. The first use of candles on such trees is recorded by a Silesian duchess in 1611. The advent wreath made of fire branches with four candles denoting the four Sundays of the advent season is of even more recent origin, especially in North America. The custom, which began in the 19th century but had roots in the 16th, originally involved a fire wreath with 24 candles, the 24 days before Christmas, starting December 1st. But the awkwardness of having so many candles on the wreath reduced the number to four. Also, I imagine it had something to do with the amazing house fires. You know what I'm saying? That wasn't in the article, by the way. Another custom is the advent calendar which provides 24 openings, one to be opened each day beginning December 1st. So flashback to the movie Bad Santa for a second, when the little man was showing Billy Bob Thornton his advent calendar. Well, this finally explains it. Now, according to tradition, the calendar was created in the 19th century by a Munich housewife who who was tired of having to answer endlessly when Christmas would come. Now, that, that kind of makes me laugh a little, but on to, <laughs> on to the, next, the next portion of this. The first commercial calendars were printed in Germany in 1851. The intense preparation for Christmas that is part of the commercialization of the holiday has blurred the traditional liturgical distinction between Advent and the Christmas season, as can be seen by the placement of Christmas trees in sanctuaries well before December 25th. Toward the end of the 18th century, the practice of giving gifts to family members became well-established. Theologically, the feast day reminded Christians of God's gift of Jesus to humankind, even as the coming of the wise men or Magi to Bethlehem suggested that Christmas was somehow related to giving gifts. The practice of giving gifts, which goes back to the 15th century, contributed to the view that Christmas was a secular holiday focused on family and friends. This was one reason why Puritans in Old and New England opposed the celebration of Christmas and in both England and America succeeded in banning its observance. The tradition of celebrating Christmas as a secular family holiday is splendidly illustrated by a number of English Christmas carols such as Deck the Halls, for example, you know what I'm saying? It can also be seen in the practice of sending Christmas cards, which began in England in the 19th century. Moreover, in countries such as Austria and Germany, the connection between the Christian festival and the family holiday is made by identifying the Christ child as the giver of gifts to the family. In some European countries, St. Nicholas appears on his feast day, December 6th, bringing modest gifts of candy and other gifts to children. And in North America, the pre-Christmas role of the Christian St. Nicholas was transformed under the influence of the poem, A Visit from St. Nicholas, or you may know it as, Twas the Night Before Christmas, into the increasingly central role of Santa Claus as the source of Christmas gifts for the family. Now, in Australia, where people attend open-air concerts of Christmas carols and have their Christmas dinner on the beach, Santa Claus wears red swimming trunks as well as a white beard. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to whoever gets to dress up in that Santa costume, you know what I'm saying? In most European countries, gifts are exchanged on Christmas Eve in keeping with the notion that the baby Jesus was born on the night of the 24th. The morning of December 25th, however, has become the time for the exchange of gifts in North America. In 17th and 18th century Europe, the modest exchange of gifts took place in the early hours of the 25th when the family returned home from the Christmas Mass. When the evening of the 24th became the time for the exchange of gifts, the Christmas Mass was set into the late afternoon of that day. 
In North America, the morning of the 25th of December is a time for the family to open presents and gifts for one another. Given the importance of Christmas as one of the major Christian feast days, most European countries observe under Christian influence December 26th as a second Christmas holiday. This practice recalls the ancient Christian liturgical notion that the celebration of Christmas as well as that of Easter and of Pentecost should last the entire week. The week-long observance, however, was successfully reduced to Christmas Day and a single additional holiday on December 26th, mainly because corporate America is a bunch of greedy bitches. You know what I'm saying? Just playing that wasn't in the article, but that's how I feel. Now, for the contemporary customs in other areas and the final portion of this beautiful episode, with the spread of Christianity beyond Europe and North America, the celebration of Christmas was transferred to societies throughout the non-Western world. In many of these countries, Christians are not the majority population and therefore the religious holiday has not become a cultural holiday. Christmas customs in these societies thus often echo Western traditions because the people were exposed to Christianity as a religion and cultural artifact of the West. In South and Central America, unique religious and secular traditions mark the Christmas celebration in Mexico. On days leading up to Christmas, the search of Mary and Joseph for a place to stay is reenacted and children try to break a piñata filled with toys and candy. Christmas is a great summer festival in Brazil, including picnics, fireworks, and other festivities as well as a solemn procession of priests to the church to celebrate Midnight Mass. In some parts of India, the evergreen Christmas tree is replaced by the mango tree or the bamboo tree, and houses are decorated with mango leaves and paper stars. Christmas largely remains a Christian holiday and is otherwise not widely observed. Now, Japan serves as illustration of a different sort. In that predominantly Shinto and Buddhist country, the secular aspects of the holiday, Christmas trees and decorations, even the singing of Christmas songs such as Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or White Christmas are widely observed instead of the religious aspects. So even my folks out in Japan are getting down with a little Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, baby. So shout out to everybody out there right now. Once again, I hope everyone is having a phenomenal Christmas. A beautiful end to your night. Sip on that eggnog. Maybe that coquito for all my Espanol, my Spanish brothers and sisters out there. You know what I'm saying? I hope everyone is having a beautiful night, has had a great day. And be sure to get to bed nice and early if you got work tomorrow, baby. But I, on the other hand, do not. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, with all that mouthful of an episode being said, it is time to transfer on over into the final thoughts. So stick around with me because that'll be coming at you live in three, two. One, let's get it. Now, whether you celebrate the religious aspects of Christmas, there's no denying how magical it truly is and can be at this time of the year. With the end of the year coming near, we begin to reminisce and look back on what we've done or what we could have done better. Now, understand that there are going to be a lot of ups and downs, but the important thing is to focus on and understand that your biggest blessing is the people you love and the people who love you, as well as the opportunity to make good better and your better best. Allow yourself some time to reflect on what makes you happiest and indulge in those emotions. Not everything in life will go your way, be easy, and at times it will seem unfair, but it's all part of the plan that's been laid out for you. Follow your intuition, 
follow your gut, and continue to push through anything that's been holding you down or keeping you back. This is your life, ladies and gentlemen, so what are you going to do with it? We've only got time ahead of us, and I suggest that you make the absolute most of it and don't hesitate. The worst thing that happens is it doesn't happen. Keep pushing, keep plugging along, and remember one thing, don't ever give up on yourself. You've got this, you can pull through, you can become better than you used to be and then you were and maybe than you are. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for tuning in to this beautiful Christmas episode of He Came, He Came. You know what I'm saying? I hope everyone enjoyed it. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate your love, your support, your dedication to listening to what my ass has to say. And make sure you get up with me tomorrow on a nice little hump day extravaganza, baby. You already know what it is. Thank you so much. This is Maddie Pace coming at you live from the Maddie Mo Show, the host, the most mojo, saying one line. Life, one love, I'm out.